Welcome to Pushing Through. It is Monday, August 3rd. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And this weekend, BJ Armstrong, myself, and the rest of the world got full basketball. And it felt like the NCAA tournament, but it wasn't the NCAA tournament. It was the NBA basketball, and it was back. BJ, how we feeling? We got basketball back. Yeah, we do. And I've been really excited kind of on my, on the edge of my seat in many regards mm-hmm. because this is an overwhelming task that the NBA has taken on, obviously playing the attention of detail. And I've been thoroughly impre- impressed with the amount of work that's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. to pull such, you know, this is an incredible amount of work. The idea of having this many people in a bubble playing basketball and then you come out with the 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 information that came out here just a couple of days ago saying there has been no cases reported mm-hmm. thus far of COVID-19. So uh, bravo to the NBA, what they've been able to do. And I'm what can I say? I, I, I just look at this and go, you know, I hope they can conclude the season. But I think this is something that we all when I say we society the other leagues to say, mm-hmm. if we're going to have a new normal, it probably is going to resemble something that the NBA is pulling off at this moment. Yeah, the bubble is working and safety is obviously a first priority for the situation. So we've been, it's great that that hasn't been the news. It's been the basketball because we haven't had to worry about it because they, they've done such a great job. And BJ, I want to talk about specifically a couple teams that are undefeated so far in the actual bubble, which I find uh, fascinating. <laughs> Two games um, and two games and we're two undefeated. games in. Uh, people are freaking out. Uh, the, the Phoenix Suns, uh, the first team, they're they're two and zero so far in the bubble. They're obviously trying to make the run for the eighth seed. They're going to need a lot of things to fall in their favor for that to happen. But what they've been able to do is play some young guys, and those young guys have seemed to step up and play well in the bubble, which makes me ask the question, BJ, is this the shooter's gym? Is this is this a great place to be playing basketball? Because it seems like an oasis, a paradise of sorts for basketball players to just focus on basketball. We've Another undefeated team, Russell Westbrook, said the same thing. I can just play basketball. I don't have to worry about fans yelling at me and getting mad at me. Uh, the Rockets are 2-0. <laughs> and So in that, in, from those two teams, from those two vantage points, is it great for basketball to have these guys only playing and focusing on basketball in this gym together well you know it's interesting that you brought this up and uh, i was just talking with someone earlier today about what it takes to be successful and one of the things we both agreed is not what you can get and mm-hmm. all of the things the fans the charter planes the more coaches working you out it's how many distractions can you eliminate Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing here is the elimination of all of the distractions that get in the way to playing the game of why you really play it. You just want to play the game. But now you don't have to worry about travel. You don't have to worry about family. You don't have to worry about what hotel we're staying in. You don't have to worry about food, transportation, what car I'm driving, mm-hmm. what outfit am I going to wear? Games so, some guys are still worrying about the outfits, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Kawhi so, Leonard well, is not. Well, you can't, you can only bring so many pairs of clothes it's in true. the bag to get down there. So, and you, and you can't just, you know, have your tailor coming over to, to measure. Everything is taken care of. Right now, all you have to do is play basketball. So, the elimination of distractions is what you're seeing. And one of the things that I remember when I first came in the league, um, you know, one of the guys who really helped me to become a pro was Bill Cartwright. And Bill mm. Cartwright would always talk about getting the teacher. Life. Yeah, the teacher. He would always talk about 
how organized can you get your life so that when the game begins, there's nothing else for you to talk about, discuss, or come into your mind. So with this experiment down in Orlando, is what you're seeing is everything is basically taken care of for mm-hmm. the players, other than they have to go out there and play once they get in between the lines. And it's kind of amazing to see because this is the difference between the teams that are good and the teams that are great. How many pros can you get on a team? And that gives you an advantage. But right now, the bubble is basically the system now, and it's doing all of the work. And you're seeing players now saying, well, I don't have anything else to worry about. I don't have to worry. Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible for them to be late. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's almost impossible for them to be late to the game. It's impossible for them to be late to the bus. It's -hmm. impossible for them to go any place they're not supposed to go because of all of the (laughs) measurements and all of the things they have to do. So it's given these guys an opportunity to really get focused in and just play basketball. And one of those guys that it's given an opportunity to is the first player to put up 50 points in the bubble. And I think if you went around Robin, around everyone in the NBA, and you asked a question, you know, who would put up the first 50 points, you would hear, you know, a James Harden, a Dame Lillard, you know, an Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the list goes on and on and on. The name T.J. Warren may not have come up on that list, but T.J. Warren, like you said, he is. There, there are no distractions. This man is just playing basketball. And T.J. Warren, you talked about old heads. David West has taken him under his wing, you know, a long time ago. And those two guys are from North Carolina and Raleigh, and, and they've kind of grown up and you know, been around a lot of distractions, right? And now they have nothing but basketball. T.J. puts up 53 points, and it was like a, a joyous summer scrimmage. It felt like a Rucker Park game almost, that he was unconscious. But it was fun to see it in an NBA game. And did you watch that game, B.J., and did you have any thoughts on T.J. Warren? Yeah, I, I did. And I've been watching T.J. for quite some time. Yep. You know, he's an ACC guy. Let's get that out of the way. I know ACC that brings player a of the year, 2014, yeah, NC State. That brings a smile <laughs> to your face. So it's always good to see you smile. And, um, but I've been watching him from afar, excuse me, for quite some time. This young man has a scores mentality. Yes. And make no doubt about it. You know, he is going to answer the question was he hot or was he not? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he hasn't seen a shot that he doesn't like. And I love him for that. I love his mentality of what he brings to the game. Mm-hmm. Now, last game, he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> 53 points. He was hot. He was cooking Yep. in the bubble, and he was cooking from the outside, inside. Anything you wanted. 29 points in the first half. It was clinical. And yeah, he was he was cooking, and that's, that's what you love about his mentality and what he brings. He's been doing that since, since I've known him, mm-hmm. and it was great. Uh, but more importantly, the thing that I love about when guys are cooking like that is the reaction to his teammates on the bench. Absolutely. And those guys were they they were jumping and, you know, it, it, it's it's in one hand, I'm kind of disappointed that he couldn't do it in, 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 in an arena where the crowd can you can get their reaction. Mm-hmm. But the energy that his teammates were giving him, that was priceless to me. And it was great. It was a great game. I mean, he really. He was playing at a at such a level. I just hope that <laughs> that he can somehow come down for the next game. But you never know with him. He, he, you know, we we know how he plays, and yep. uh, I can always say this about him: he's going to give himself a chance. He's uh, he's one of my favorite guys because of uh, he puts he 
looks at the basket every time he catches the ball. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's a walking bucket. He stares at the basket. And unfortunately, our producer, Midas, right now is a Sixers fan. He is uh, beside himself listening. Oh, he's to got us. his arms crossed. Look at him. He's, uh, his body language is awful right now. Midas is upset. <laughs> Midas is bad. It's you all T.J. Warren's fault. I it's mean, Embiid had a great game, 41 and 21, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. T.J. was on another level. So. Yeah, I mean, Joel had a great game, too. I mean, yep, yep, Joel yep. had a great game. But, uh, you know, Midas' body language uh, to our viewers and our listeners is No, to the Sixers right fans, we're, we're, we still like, believe like, in Benny Boy. We still believe in, in what they're able to do. It's only two games, as we like to say. Uh, I have to ask about another heat check, BJ. This involved Carmelo Anthony, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, he hit two big threes late in this game, and then he had a he took a heat check three that would have won the game. They ended up going to right. overtime and winning that game. But the Blazers bench, they were amazing. There was some great back and forth between uh, two college teammates, Brandon Clark and Zach Collins, that both played at Gonzaga against each other, and they were going at it, getting a couple technical fouls. In, in, in these games, we've we've had tournament atmospheres, and that's why everyone keeps saying that it feels like it's the playoffs. It's a fun version of NBA basketball, right? Well, it is, and because it is a tournament-like atmosphere, because you can't remember, even though this is technically the regular season, it's eight games. Yeah. So the sense of urgency that you're seeing NBA players play with is at an all-time high, because after these eight games, there are going to be some teams who aren't going to make it, so they're mm -hmm. clearly playing with this sense of desperation. And then you have other teams who are trying to get themselves in condition, knowing very well that you know the playoffs are coming. So... You have these different mentalities and ways of thinking as we go about the last, what, six or seven games, because all of these games do matter. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't like early December where, you know, you're trying to figure out rotations. These coaches now have to figure out rotations and they don't mm -hmm. have a time to allow players to adjust and figure each other out. They have to go out there, play, get the best combination that's going to help them win this game, because if not, they'll be home, you know, looking out. So uh, they'll be on the outside looking in, I should say. And uh, this has been, this is unique. You know, Melo, as we're talking about, made a couple big shots. And, yep. uh, but you got to give Dame little. I mean, Dame, they were down early big in that game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my guy, Jason Tatum, he was cooking. He was cooking early. He was cooking filet mignon. Well done early in the first half. <laughs> After a rough start in the first game, two for yeah, 18 in yeah, the first exactly. game. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. You know, and, and he really showed me, and talking about Jason Tanner, he really showed me that, you know, when you're a great player, you don't have two games, two bad games back to back. Mm -hmm. So I give him credit for bouncing back. But Jalen Brown, hey, I, I, I want to really give him some love here. He really made some big plays on the offensive end and the defensive end. Mm -hmm. and really stepped up big. I mean, he made some tough shots, some, some really big threes, well-played game. Dame showed the basketball integrity that's necessary to play at the NBA level. And what I mean by that was they were down early. They had every reason to, like, probably throw it in and say, hey, you know, we'll, we'll get to the next game. They fought back. Mm -hmm. And that was all because of Damian Lillard. He really made some tough, tough shots. Him and C.J., you know that that's that's a that's a that's a combination of guard play that I love because those guys they don't turn that collar down. I've seen them vote in the street <laughs> clothes. They don't turn down anything. And uh, but Dame made you know he he did what Dame Dollar does. You know he, mm -hmm. he you know he, he 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 know what time it is. And uh, Melo made some big shots and it was a great game. Well played game.
Yeah, well played game, and it, it, it kind of begs the point to, if you were the one seed, if you were the Lakers, you know, we're, we'll get to the Lakers, we'll talk about the Lakers a little bit, obviously, uh, and what they did against the Clippers in the first game, and then going against the Raptors, because I want to get into the Raptors as well, but that eight seed in the West, it's a very, uh, you know, a lot of people had their opinions going in, Pelicans, you know, it seemed to be the pick because people wanted to see Zion, Zion's on a limit, you know, minutes restriction, so... That's not really working out. The Grizzlies, you know, they're battling for that spot right now. Then you got the Blazers with Dame Lillard. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of good teams that are fighting for that eight seed. Is there one team that you see so far? Again, we're only two games in for most teams, BJ. But is there any team that stood out to you? Is is it the Blazers with Dame Lillard? Well, you know, when you look at their their experience, you want to look at their guys, and they have Nurkic back. And you know, Nurkic yep. has really come back, and he's played very well. I mean, he had a big game as well. I think he had like thirty points. Mm-hmm. in the last game and you can see he's working himself back in condition but give the big fella credit he's he's really bounced back playing very well in saying that the team that i picked before all of this began was the memphis grizzlies i think mm-hmm. i think they have been the most consistent team throughout the course of the season uh, they've gone on two at the beginning of this uh this start but i like their energy i like what they what they do and they're kind of figuring it out i mean john morant is just he's so fun to watch play and he's so explosive but defensively i like how this team plays they're young and they play the game with a certain amount of energy that just you know going you know they can you know if there's a team that i'm just cheering for because of the way they play and how they play it's kind of like they're a little bit reckless they're a little they 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 play this way with like you know they turn it over but they hustle back on defense that you but go, it's fun okay, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i just love i just love how they play so i chose the memphis grizzlies i i i think they deserve to get into the you know into this uh you know playoffs because they've been they've been in that seventh eighth spot throughout the course of the season but they've got to go down there and earn it so hopefully they can get this thing turned around because uh, that's the team that i chose at at the start of uh, this start of uh, this bubble, you know, start. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Raycon. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're actually listening to. Not what your roommates or your neighbors or your girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other, whoever it may be, are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. That's right, Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market and that they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet with six hours of playtime. Again, six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable. In fact, they are perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts like Pushing Through. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like J.R. Smith, who's in the bubble right now doing so well, Snoop Dogg, of course, and Mike Tyson. And they're all obsessed with Raycons. Now it's time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com pushing. That's buyraycon.com pushing for 15% off your order. Back to pushing through. 
Yeah, that was why that first game against the Grizzlies and the Blazers was such a back and forth and overtime game, obviously. And and John Moran was not afraid of the moment. Dame Lillard is obviously not afraid of the moment. You see right. two great guards going at each other, and we both love uh, point guards here. So it, it was just a, a beautiful matchup. But then uh, on the flip side, we'll go to the top of the West and we'll go to the Lakers. And the Lakers play the Raptors, and uh, the Raptors, you know, clinically just kind of handle business with the Lakers. You know, some people had some questions about what's going on with the Lakers, but I want to talk more about the Raptors, the defending champions. This is a team, right? They play team basketball. They don't really get flustered by much of anything, and they play great defense. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, tip of the caps to the 04 Pistons and how they play defense to this Raptors team and the length that they have. But just watching them and what they were able to do against the Lakers, they should be considered a favorite, right, PJ, or am I crazy? Well, when you have the confidence that this team has. Yes anything is possible okay <laughs> this this is a very confident group and when you look at their roster you say okay they don't have you know perhaps an mvp caliber player on their team okay yeah that's yeah that's lebron possible. pointed this out they don't have right. Kawhi. yeah they, they, they don't have Kawhi. they don't have the lebrons they don't have the anthony davises they don't have the Giannis's and so forth but what they do have is they have a group Mm -hmm. And in many regards, this team reminds me of the Bulls team that I played on the year that Michael Jordan retired. Mm -hmm. We still had the confidence as a group to perform. And Siakam is having that type of year that Scottie Pippen had that year when Michael left. He just stepped into that role. I, you know, we didn't ask Scottie to step into Michael's shoes. But Scotty accepted the challenge that year, and we went on to win 55 games or so this year. And when you when I watch this Toronto's Raptors team, their confidence to me is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like Siakam, Lowry, Van Fleet, you know, Marcus comes back if his four month hiatus, he looks in better condition. You know, you got the big fella Serge Ibaka. You know, they really have a confident group and they're well coached. You know, Nick Nurse is a excellent, excellent coach. And they have schemes that they that they know they can do. Mm -hmm. And the focus that they have as a group, they're on par with any team in the league. I mean, they can go out and execute a game plan, even though, you know, they may not have that single star player that, you know, that traditionally you're going to need to carry you when the game kind of gets chaotic as a team. They're right there. They play the game the right way. They share the ball. And defensively, they're always connected. So I wouldn't bet against this team because confidence is a funny thing. Mm -hmm. And if they can get momentum on their side, they could close out a series. And the thing that makes me a little nervous about them, what if I played against them, is they won't push the panic button. Exactly. They could beat, yes. they they mm -hmm. beat down 0-2 as they've already shown. They, mm -hmm. they know what it takes. And they are mentally equipped to deal with whatever's going on, on and off the court. I, I really like this team. I'm not underestimating this group. I'm going to give them their respect. They are, I think as Rudy T said, you never un want to underestimate the heart of a champion. They are champions. They understand what it takes. They're a tough group. They have great leadership. And uh, I would not be surprised if they come out of the East. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember this is in 2015. The Warriors had started the season 13 and 0, and I went to dinner with James Michael McAdoo and Andrew Bogut, and they told me the reason that they were so good is because continuity. Continuity is everything. You know what I mean? We understand that playing basketball it obviously means a lot, but they were just talking about in the locker room. The continuity was amazing. They everyone knew what they were going to do. It wasn't even a conversation. It was kind of like, yeah, this is the routine. This is how we do things. Let's move on and let's win games. And and they ended up winning 73 games. And the Raptors in the sort of same vein. You mentioned it. Masai has those guys go out to, to Santa Monica and they work out with each other and they and they do everything as a team. And when you're in a bubble and you have no fans, you have nothing. There, there's no there's nothing else to really rely on to get you going other than your teammates. And if you guys are a tight knit family and you guys are pulling for each other and you also have that belief of being a champion, it, it does. It is a scary sight for anyone in the East, even if you are a Giannis or you are the Sixers or you are the Celtics or you are the Heat. They're a terrifying team because they've done it before and they don't seem to be, you know, shrugging and upset about the fact that Kawhi Leonard is playing on a contender in the West. You know what I mean? And uh, I I honestly find the fascinating thing where imagine if Michael Jordan left the Bulls, but he went to the Lakers and then he played you guys, you know, and Scotty in the in the finals. That could almost be what would happen with the Clippers, you know, and the Raptors. They could play their old MOP, you know, their, their most outstanding player in the actual finals this year. And they, they don't seem like that would hurt them or make them upset. They would almost want that. They would welcome that. And I find that fascinating, uh, them as a team, from that aspect. Well, yeah, it is. And let's start with Masai, who, you know, you were talking about. Masai's leadership, you know, if there's anyone that's, I think, studied leadership, he is impeccable in that regard. He, he gets people. Yeah. And, you know, anyone who spent, time around him will understand you know he really he's a terrific listener first of all <laughs> he's made incredible picks over the years when he was in denver now he's doing the same thing in toronto and you can see what the team means to him i mean he yes he is an executive and he's got to make tough calls and he's done some amazing things and one of the things is like the call that they had to do when they had to fire uh, uh, the head coach who was coach Dwayne Casey Dwayne Casey I mean that was a tough call but he had the pulse of his team and know and knew what was needed to be done and he set out and he did it and then he goes out and he trades DeMar DeRozan Mm -hmm. for Kawhi Leonard knowing very well that Kawhi could leave, which he did ended up leaving. But the return on what was gained, I mean, he's just done some things that you just have to really, you have to applaud because, you know, it just, you know, you you, 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 you always, as an executive, you, you say coulda, woulda, shoulda, or you may second guess yourself. But I give him the credit for his leadership, what he has done, what he's done for that organization, but most importantly, what he's done for those young men. Because mm-hmm. when you speak to Masai, it's very obvious that he loves those people, right? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. he loves he loves those people that's behind those uniforms. He cares genuinely for those people, mm-hmm. and he's and you hear it when he talks about like an OG Ananobi or a oh yeah, Ibaka. yeah yeah he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he he's 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 he is really the one thing that really that I I love about him is yes he's an executive and he's professional <laughs> and he does all those things, but somehow you when you when you're there with him he's like. He's rooting for his guys, and his guys know that he's rooting for them. He he hasn't lost that spirit of why you play the game. You know, like 
you play the game. Yeah, you have an opportunity to make money. You have an opportunity to do those things. But then you can't ever get lost on why you really play. Because I was just a kid from Detroit who just wanted to have an opportunity to play in the NBA. And with Masai, that's what you get with him. You, there's a certain level of innocence that he has. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I may be the president of the GM and all those things. But I'm just a kid from Nigeria who mm. wanted an opportunity. And here it is. Let's go. Mm. And I, I love that about him. And when this team plays, they just play the game the right way. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they truly just <laughs> play the game with a certain level of innocence with the way they play. They're rooting for one another. I mean, they have like eight, nine, ten guys, and they're just all out there playing together. So it's a it's a beautiful thing, and they got a great chemistry going on up there in Toronto. Absolutely. And uh, before we get out of here, I want to just throw out some players or, or just see if you have any guys that you, you've seen. I mean, outside of the, the TJ Warrens and the guys we've talked about, but anyone that stood out to you, maybe like a Bull Bull. I know Shaq is very excited about Bull Bull being a breakout star so far in the bubble. Is there like a PJ Dozier, maybe not to keep it all in the nuggets, but is there any other player that you've seen, BJ, um, from the jump? Well, you, you know what? A, a player has really stood out to me over the first couple games and I've uh, been watching is this kid, Gary Trent Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gary Trent has been really, big, big for the he's Blazers. He's been big, and, you know, I know he shot the ball well, and you can't always shoot the ball well, but defensively, he's taken on, you know, he's, you know, I, I've seen him take on all the matchups. He, take, he takes, take, take on John Morant yep. one night, and then the next night, he takes on Jason Tatum, and he takes on Jalen Brown. And I really like, you know, his focus as a young player in this league. I like his toughness. And he's, without question, he's worked on this game. He's shooting the three ball consistently. I really like him. Um, I really like how he is really kind of asserted himself in this environment. Yep. And, you know, they're playing for something clearly. And he's, you know, he's taking on the challenge. So he's one of those young players that, you know, I, I love to see young players when they play meaningful minutes. Mm -hmm. And he's being rewarded for that. So that's always good to see. Uh, a player like that of course you know you look at John Morant you know that that that's like you know I I mean this kid here I mean he just does things you know, does kid, he remind you of Derrick Rose a young Derrick Rose at all or, or is that too far or a young John Wall maybe that's what I've heard those are two comparisons he's gotten just because of how aggressive aggressive he is obviously throwing the ball down dunking the ball and obviously running the break you know uh, I don't pretend to know all of you know most <laughs> of the guys pretend to be experts right I don't yeah. pretend to be an expert <laughs> But there's one position that I understand probably better than others, and that's the point guard position. Mm -hmm. And you ask me, does he remind me of Derrick Rose? No, he doesn't. He doesn't remind me of Derrick. Because Derrick, um, Derrick just puts so much pressure on you to finish at that basket. You know, Derrick mm -hmm. was coming. I mean, yep. he, when he was young, I mean, he was just coming. He, he, he was coming. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, he, it was a freight train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he was coming, you know. Uh, he does, This kid doesn't remind me of John Wall because John Wall, his speed was so, like, he was just speed. Yeah, you know, the his straight speed, line. Yeah, straight yeah. line speed was just, um, he was very impressive when I saw John Wall. This kid reminds me of the first John Morant. I mean, he, he mm. really, he's unique because he is, he's a, he's a throwback point guard. And what I mean by point guard is, He's really orchestrating the game. Yeah. I mean, he could get a shot off about any time he wants. 
because he can get to spots on the floor. I mean, there's no stand in front of him, but he's orchestrating the game, right? He's getting shots for his shooters. He's making sure when he plays screen roll with his bigs, he plays in transition, will finish over the top. And with his jump shot now, he's beginning to shoot the step back three. Mm. He's really a very unique player because you don't see that level of maturity with a young player like that, especially as talented as he is, you know, and um, he, he very rarely does does he over penetrate as a young player. So I just find him fascinating because, you know, you're looking at this player, you're going, God, this guy has so much talent. He can get anywhere on the floor, but he has the discipline to play the game and he's mastered the art of when to pass and when to shoot. And that is the most difficult thing to do as a young player at any position, let alone the mm-hmm. point guard position, because he's guarding the Damian Lillards. He's guarding the other teams, and those guys are coming at him too. So for him to be able to process all of this information and have his team always in position to compete and win and potentially win games, I've just been impressed with him. But to answer, I know that was a long-winded <laughs> no, answer. No, it's great. He doesn't remind me of Derrick Rose at all, but his mentality of what he's able to do, he's fearless like Derrick Rose. Now that, <laughs> I always say, that kid John Morant, and uh, I mean, you're talking about, it's three players I wish I could have seen like in the gym at one time all in their prime. You know, I saw two of them, which I'm forever grateful. I saw Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose in their prime mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're going to get that tape out. So, we can see this. <laughs> but if you could put Ja Morant, mm. they'll because they're all different types of athletes. You know, they're different type of athletes, right? Mm-hmm. They're different than any other athlete that I've seen because they can play this vertical game that I, you know, just don't see often. And uh, they're all fearless. Mm-hmm. They're all like, you know, what they they keep it real. <laughs> and they all got, you know, different ways they score and play mm. and how they maneuver on the court. And when you watch Russell yesterday, you know, he's got his own style. Yep. But the way he plays, he's bringing it. He's bringing and, it. Oh, and he, he's lo- really- he loves no fans. Yeah, he, 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 he's he, never been happier. Well, <laughs> I will always say this about Russell. I've always said this. It doesn't. You know, some players feed off of the energy of the building or they feed mm-hmm. off the fans or they mm-hmm. feed off of whatever's going on. Russell is Russell, whether that camera is on him or off. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook plays the way you saw him play yesterday. That's how he plays every day in the gym. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in the, summer, <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, that's how he plays. Mm-hmm. There, they, when, you, when he comes in the gym... There is like no warming up. That's like, that's how he plays. <laughs> when it's a pickup game, that's how he plays. <laughs> it's a one-on-one. That's how he plays. <laughs> and that was obvious from the first day I've met him. And that's what I respect. And, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't like you know, he's trying to do something that, you know. No, he, he's always said that. He's like, I'm going to be me. Why not? No matter what. So yep. everybody else is worried about neutral court, home court, away court. <laughs> Russell is going to do Russell no matter what. And yep. that's what I respect. And tomorrow night and whenever they play again, 
he's going to bring that same energy. So it's it's a, that, that's a that's a gift that he brings. And you look at the numbers. I mean, 62 points, 17 rebounds, 18 assists in his first two games. So Russell Westbrook is obviously bringing it. He's obviously fired up. And, you know, it was funny. Mike D'Antoni, after the game, when they were asking about it, you could just see him beaming a little bit about how happy he is to see James and see Russell, you know, have this basketball paradise of sorts where they can just play basketball. And uh, they seem very excited about it. We're we're obviously very excited about it. I kind of want to end the show on that note, just marinating on the the three of those guys in a gym together with you there. Uh, John Moran, Derrick Rose, and Russell Westbrook in their prime. That's a point guard's paradise. That's that's point guard heaven. And because they all bring something unique Mm -hmm. to the table that's different than the other. And... Every day I used to watch Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook play one-on-one. <laughs> and it was it was like it was basketball heaven because you saw the respect that they both had for one another. And they were every day they would figure out how to, okay, today I'm gonna take away this. And then <laughs> Russell would counter with the with that. And then Russell would try to take away something from Derek. And then Derek would counter with this. Because athletically, as gifted as they were, you could see intellectually how they were studying each other's game yeah thinking the game they were thinking it through and they were making those adjustments and and they they had this you know energy that they were going to bring that was just in them you could see it you could see Mm -hmm. the intensity that they brought to the game and it was 2008 was i'm forever grateful to have seen those young men for the entire like, two or three months or whatever it is, work every day at such a level mm-hmm. that I know I'll probably never see again. Mm-hmm. But this kid, John Morant, he can he can get in that game. He could get in that game because physically he's there. Mm-hmm. He understands the game. Mm-hmm. And he's got the toughness to throw him in there and he would survive in that game. And I can't say that about a lot of players, because, you know, those guys are bringing a very unique perspective, just athletically, what they can bring, what they can do. But John ja Morant belongs in that in that gym. And um, he is fun to watch. And I, I just love what he's doing. And uh, man, I wish I could I wish I could make that happen. Yeah, I know. Me too. We need a time machine. We need something to work oh, out. Like yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, we'll get our Marty McFly on and uh, we'll 